Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifiers Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. The most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... You start making your way from the workshop to the bow of the ship, the front major section of the ship. And again, you're in this slow moving elevator, slowly kind of creeping along the spine of the ship. What's going through everyone's head at this point? You've seen a lot of stuff. You've heard some warnings. Everyone's looking to get off this ship and you're doing the exact opposite of everything they're saying. More people at it at this point. I just kind of encountered a psychotic break, which is interesting, especially for Ruth, who already is a little bit paranoid uh, just because of who she is and her job and everything else like that. So getting back into another elevator into the unknown, especially with someone that is probably going to be hostile. She's a little bit, not a little bit, a little lot on edge. All right. Ambarama is oddly silent, but seemingly stoic in the face of whatever we're about to run down. Sure. As far as I am, well, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm watching out for Ruth, who had the psychotic break, and luckily, we were able to bring her out of it. So I am being cautious, but yeah, that's kind of my focus is making sure right now that Ruth's okay. That makes a lot of sense. So roughly when you're about halfway from the workshop to the bow of the ship, a couple things happen. First off, you see a meteor, one of the larger ones you've kind of seen so far, kind of scrape against the hull of the ship. It doesn't do any damage to where you're at, but you definitely see it kind of take some major chunks off the ship. A chunk of ice floats off, and you realize you were getting much, much closer to the Ivanu bar. Your time is rapidly starting to run out at this point. You've been doing some stuff. Tensions are heating up. It's now kind of do-or-die time, if you will. But... As you're seeing this, maybe because of this, you see kind of the asteroid fly off, and from the rear of the ship, you see another smaller ship approach and dock on the airlocks opposite of where you park your ship. I hit my comms badge. Kimbori, what the fuck is this? I'm just as surprised as you are. Did you call for backup or something? I wasn't expecting anyone else. Can I roll a culture check? Do I know... Typically what pirates look like, their ship. I don't want to say stereotypes. That's not the word I'm looking for. Markers and whatnot. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Give me a culture check. Limited success with one. Yeah. It's definitely some type of free enterprising ship of some kind, whether it be mercenaries, pirates, you're not quite sure, but it kind of matches up with that ilk roughly. And Barry, if I could just see the ship enough... There is a slight chance that could either be some mercs or some pirates or 
some sort of scavenger. I'm not entirely 100% certain. I can't exactly see what's going on right now, but you sure you don't have a gun? No, I I don't. Do you think they're going to try and board our ship, or do you think they're here for the Orin? There could be a lot of things. Abarama, is there... There's got to be some sort of, like, defenses for the ship to not be boarded, correct? Well, they would have to get through the airlocks first, and they're not going to be able to do that unless they somebody lets them in, or they blow the airlock, or manually crank it. It'd take them some time. But once they're on board the ship, I mean, no, the Saffron is not a warship. It does not have installed defenses on the inside. I'm not even sure that the gun attached to the saffron works. I've been maintaining it as best as I could. Well, what I'm saying is, it's never been fired, at least since I've been on board the ship. So no, there are no natural defenses other than the two airlocks that they are going to have to get through. I mean, if they're planning on trying to hijack it, they better tow it because there's no way they're starting it without Abrama. Like, that's kind of a given. Ada, by chance, can you get in comms with Kolb and see if he can... I don't know, lock some airlocks or do something along the lines of slowing that down. Yeah, I suppose. Isn't it kind of strange to try and hijack an ice hauler of all things this close to an asteroid field? Like, why the hell did someone even bother doing that? I can only imagine that they know what exactly you guys found. Listen, I'm quite sure that these are the mercenaries we ran into on Coriolis Station. Oh, those schmucks? I absolutely forgot about those. It would not surprise me if they just simply followed us here. If you remember, we were being tracked. Oh, crap. There's no point in turning around now. They will make it to our ship before we do. The best we can do is get the situation under control up here so that we are not fighting enemies on two fronts. Charlie, am I able to launch my probe, my recon probe, into the workshop or back into the workshop? I mean, if you want to send it back, you definitely could. I'm not sure you can launch it from the elevator where you're at currently, but what's your end goal, I guess? So I have an idea. I still have the usage of my recon probe. I can go ahead and uh, maybe use it as like a little sentinel or a scout, send it back to the workshop so at least we know if, if they're headed towards our way, because ideally I'd rather not try to fight on two fronts with Captain Rajton. I don't even know what exactly is going on, plus his three lackeys, and then whoever these guys are. All right, so what are you trying to do with this probe thing? Or what are you trying to do with your probe? All right, y'all, I have an idea. So I can send back my recon probe. I still got a couple uses out of this and set it up in the workshop to work as some sort of little surveillance. I don't know about you, but with Captain Rajton as a little bit of a wild card, I don't know what kind of status he's in, plus his three lackeys that are probably crawling in some sort of air vents or whatever the heck, as according to Ada, I don't want to fight a fight on two fronts, especially if those guys are going to be those mercs that we had run into earlier. Well, if you'd like to leave it behind, I don't see why that'd be a problem, but it could be useful for scouting ahead. Whatever you think is best. Do we have access to security cams now, or Cap, do you have access at all, or do you have remote access to anything on the ship? I did when I was back over at the uh, engineering hall. I don't know if I can pull some stuff here now. So one of my items was a computer, but I know that's not like something uh, like it's a basically a, a bigger computer and not like. Yeah. A, yeah. Would I be able to have any kind of like 
diagnostic or checkup stuff with like a either the hologram or the transact. No, the transactor is just a card. So would I be able to basically have any access to the ship through the my? Yeah, I'd say you still probably metabolism? access at this point. Maybe not at this okay. exact point on the elevator, but I'd assume you have access to only kind of three main sections of it. Okay, cool. So I, I look over and I say, well, I can tap into the systems, but I can't do it from the elevator. I'd have to get settled, if you will, either closer to our destination up front or if we head back to the engineering hall. Now, I don't know about you two, but I feel like we could be walking into a whole world of pain. Perhaps we should climb out the top of this here elevator just before it arrives and make our entrance another way. Is it possible to check the layout as far as like the elevator exit and like any vents that lead to it as well kind of thing? Are you basically asking like, is it possible to climb up into the, we'll call it the maintenance aspects of the elevator shaft and kind of get into the rest of the ship from there? Is that what you're trying to go after? Yes and no, but like, obviously I'm not just going to assume I can in fact do it. I wanted to see if maybe perhaps I could pull up a like, on my hologram, if I could pull up a layout of the ship. Was that something I would have had access to when I originally was at the engineering hall and now I can carry with me? You have a layout of the ship, yeah. I know we only have okay. the blueprint handout, but I'd assume you kind of have a more functional interactive version of that, I guess. What are you looking for? Basically, is it possible to let the elevator finish reaching its destination to the front, but us having gone on top and then instead of having to come down through the elevator, actually exit through a vent somewhere in the front, perhaps? Oh, totally. Yeah, that's definitely something you can do. And yes, I will pull up my hologram and I will show the layout where it says, well, as you see here, you can jump into these vents up top. If you climb up on the top of the elevator, like Abarama said, and we wouldn't be walking into a trap per se, but we can definitely uh, get something of a heads up as we get there. So we're not exactly uh, ambushed, as they say. Well, let's get a move on. All right. So the plan basically is to crawl out of the elevator like maybe pause it so it's safe, crawl out, have it continue the rest of the way, and then kind of access some air ducts or something somewhere in the shaft? Yes, I think so. All right. Before we kind of pop out, I had an idea, and I wanted to give something a try. I hit my comm badge again. Hey, Kimbori, real quick, could you give me a short description as to what the princess in that fairy tale looks like? Is there any kind of like legends or anything else like that? I don't know. Like, did you have a specific look to her? You hear some flipping of pages and kind of some muttering him to himself, and Gambori goes, there's no exact description given, except that she um, wore beautiful red robes with some frequency and had long black hair. It's not really a story concerned with the princess herself and more what happens around the princess, if you will, and the changes she went on through under, well, her situation. Shit. I was thinking about using my modulation mask to try to, like, confuse whatever or try to i don't know impersonate the king or whatnot i don't know just an extra layer of like surprise but thanks anyway i mean it might work that's not the worst idea i've heard of but also these are just fairy tales they're designed to be informational to a certain point we don't even know if this is the same thing i mean if it's a fairy tale a lot of myths or oral traditions pass down from generation to generation there might be a seed of truth or maybe even just a faint whisper at that point in time. Who knows? But whether or not a fairy tale is successful, 
there's got to be some sort of cultural impact towards it, maybe some sort of artwork or maybe an illustration. If it's a celebrated thing, then it's got to have some weight or some kind of imagining towards it. I misjudge you, Ruth. I took you for the brutish type that wouldn't put much stock in fairy tales like this, so to speak. I can't think of a reason to say not to try it. I just have no reason to believe it will or will not work, I suppose. There are two hands in where a culture survives, those who grow and those who defend. I may be a little bit rough on the edges, but I make sure that I keep my people alive. Yes, I suppose that's one way of looking at it. If I can find anything else in the book, I'll be sure to send it along to you, but sorry, you've tapped more or less my wealth of information on this, unfortunately. All right. Well, Ruth out. Thanks. Ruth will undo her braid, just kind of letting her long black hair kind of slip out and reconfigure her modulation mask to kind of like an amalgamation of like, I don't know, some space celebrities that she knows or someone who what she would think an old princess would look like. Sure. All right, y'all. What do you think? Do I look regal enough? I have no idea what regal means. Sure. It works. I'm a princess with a gun. Fuck it. There's a first time for everything. Let's go. All right. So you've kind of sent the elevator along its way. You've crawled out of it. You're making your way through the ducks at this point. Elevator manages to arrive at its end destination. You kind of hear the thud of it falling into place and the mechanical hiss of doors opening up. And yeah, nothing obvious happens, I guess. Like the elevator doesn't explode back towards you or some weird depressurization happens. It's just. You rode on top of the elevator to the end, more or less, and you kind of got off near that end, correct? Yes. Cool. Yeah, so you're in the ducks at this point. They're stuffy and full of kind of stale air being pumped throughout the ship. You got basically kind of three locations you can try and get to on the bow of the ship. The crew quarters, which is right kind of where the elevator just arrived. The bridge, which is where Captain Rajton is. And the observatory, which is the kind of most forward front part of the ship. Where are you trying to get at this point? Like, are you just trying to get the drop on the room immediately after the elevator, or are you trying to kind of covertly navigate? I think we should go for the head of the snake. Agreed. Agreed. Just, we need to watch out, though. Apparently, from what I remember, Ada did say that there were those three lackeys that were, she was dodging along the way to get to the workshop. Then there was something about the observatory, but I can't remember what the what that thing was. That's where the cryosarcophagi are. Hmm. And there's four of them and three things loose in the ship. Did you say three of them, Charlie? Like three of the things? There's three things loose in the ship. Okay. And there's four sarcophaguses. And of the three, the captain's not among them, correct? Or is a captain a separate one? I'm trying to remember the count on this one. I mean, like there's four things, including the captain, but there are three things that in theory came out of the sarcophagi and... There's one more sargophagi than there are these weird things roaming around the ship, I guess, the way gotcha. I think of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I just wanted to verify I had the count, right? Okay. Yeah, I realized my deliberate vagueness was probably not helping anyone in that case. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I remember, like, we had scanned the ship, so we did have some life form readings. That's how I just wanted to make sure. I will remind you, these things did not show up on life form readings. Oh, these... Oh, that's right, because the other life form readings that we read were the Ada and the other guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I pull up the gin banishment information on my tabula. All right. Uh, one of three options. We make a circle. No, nope. that is off the thing. We need to 
burn it according to the rite of the Lady of Tears. Does anyone know that? Anyone know? We can figure it out. All right. And the third option, Jin manifests itself in a physical form. It can, in some cases, be temporarily defeated by force and then neutralized by capturing it in a Soldani vessel. So either we know the right to the Lady of Tears and we set something on fire in a limited oxygen environment, or we find ourselves a Soldani vessel. You would know the right of the Lady of Tears is lighted on fire. Basically, it's kind of a funeral rite where you burn the body, like the fire expels the evil. I'm simplifying some, but you all, at least kind of on a surface level, know kind of the right involves burning a body or burning a thing. Cool. So we can either set it on fire or beat it to near death and then capture it in a Soldani vessel. From what I remember, there's a guy in the observatory. I don't know if that's where we'll find a Soldani vessel, or there might be one in the cruise quarters, but do either of us have anything to set anything on fire? Because I only have a computer, this probe, and a gun. So, and it's important you brought that up because there's a couple weapons in this game that sure sound like they shoot fire, and they don't actually. No, but there are plenty of things on board a ship to make a fire. You just have to try hard enough. All right, so to kind of jump back to the here and now of it all, if you will. You're currently in the vents. The goal is to get to the the bridge or the observatory? Uh, the bridge, basically to where the captain was seen sure. sitting in the chair. Sure thing. All right, so everyone give me a wits check. Obviously, kind of navigating amongst the vents of a ship. Not impossible. They kind of could only go so many directions, but finding the right path is going to take a little bit of effort. Since I have the, well, I guess question. Since I have my uh, my hologram that has the layout, can I add a bonus to my rolls? I'm letting you roll because you have that. Because oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> not to be too poignant on this one, but like it only gets you so far. There's not like a map inside the air ducts being like you are here. Gotcha. There's some old school Metroid shit. Yeah. I rolled the limited success. I failed that roll but I'll leave it to the captain and not give a darkness point to the GM. (laughs) Yeah, and that's enough. It's going to take a little bit of time to get there. But yeah, you do manage to kind of plot a path successfully. Give me an observation as you're all kind of crawling around the ducks. A limited success with one for Abarama. I got a limited success with two. I got a limited success with one. All right, so you see it very quickly as you kind of crawl past. You don't get a good look at it, but... So on either side of where the elevator opened up, like in not quite trap position, but also not quite kind of guarding position, you see two just statue still figures. You can't tell if they're even breathing. They have gray kind of pale skin that almost seems to have like a cloud floating below it. And they are dressed as you were warned in these very traditional, very outdated kind of more archaic red guard ropes. There's a sense of regality to them. They have a weapon kind of tucked into it. They're just kind of standing there. Dead still. And there's actually a coldness just looking at them. You don't get a good luck at them, so you can't get a lot of details of it. It's kind of as you pass through. You can't tell if they noticed you or not, but you're in the vents. They can't get to you, at least at this point in time, which is for the best. But yeah, so you eventually kind of pop open a vent and find yourself in the bridge. You pop open the vent, you just kind of drop into the bridge at this point. You kind of take a second to Get your bearings before you drop in. Bruce. 
Why don't it, you send in your recon drone now? I wish to use my recon probe. A probe is right. to scout out the surrounding area. It hovers thanks to a small grab unit powered by a cell, needs charging after two hours of use. Probe can be remote controlled from up to extreme range. Operator's observation score is tested to determine how detailed the probe's observations are. All right. Releasing the drone into the room, you notice a couple things. First off, you were just struck by this gigantic multi-windowed observation port that stares directly out towards the Eye of Anubar. The second thing you notice is the room is dark, except for kind of the glow of consoles that have been reactivated from you powering back on this part of the ship. And Captain Rajchan just sits almost stone still in his chair, just staring both intently and blankly directly ahead. Give me an observation. What do my elf eyes see? Initially, nothing with a failure, but I'm praying to those icons. All right. One success. Limited success, baby. So as you're kind of standing with your drone, the captain doesn't seem to notice the drone. Like, he should notice. You're not being especially stealthy with it. Also, it's a drone. It's kind of hard to miss to a certain extent and doesn't react at all. But you do kind of see crumpled up underneath one of the consoles. You see the body of Reyna Zarkovan. Shit. We have one casualty. And then Rajton, who's noticed the drone, hasn't done anything. Are they the only two that I immediately see inside the bridge? Yeah, only two kind of people you're seeing in the bridge. He knows we're here. Do we want to jump on him? Did Drone have anything to kind of get his attention? I mean, it's it's not inconspicuous Drone. Yeah, but like, does it have anything like to poke him or some perhaps? I mean, this is asking a lot, to be honest with you, but just curious if it can like get in its face and like try to garner its attention for a moment. It would keep us out of line of possible trouble if we don't know we're exactly up against. Although your drone may not make it if the reaction is, for lack of a better phrase, violent. I just kind of furrow my brow and just kind of stare at the captain a little bit. And then I shrug and I whip the drone back and I slam it into the captain's face. All right. So you're hitting the captain with the drone? I'm tackling the captain with the drone. Yes. All right. So kind of. You hit him, and he definitely kind of seems to react, but kind of pushes it away and keeps staring dead ahead. And in a not-quite-human voice, not towards you, he just kind of speaks out into the room. I know you're here, skulking around in the vents like vermin. Did you really think crashing this thing into me was the right way to start this? Am I in range where I could yell out something to him? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I yell out. Well, the total lack of movement and noise... Could have fooled me. The captain does not concern himself with the rats that scuttle about his ship. So you send your guards to take care of that? Or are you willing to talk to some rats? That seems to pique his interest some, actually, kind of, as you can see on the camera screen, kind of just a little bit of a reaction to that. Have you come to parlay, rats? What do you possibly have that might interest me? Listen, can we please get out of this event? And have this conversation face to face. I look over at Brahma and say, all right, sounds like a plan. And I'll be the first to try to jump down out the vent. All right. So you kind of you're now in the bridge area. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Do you approach the captain? What's the play? I guess at this point, we slowly approach the captain. Or at least I do. Anyway. All right. I want to separate myself from the group and approach the captain in kind of like a strategic manner, almost like a pincer sort of approach swinging kind of behind him so that way he can get a 
across from him in a wide arc. All right. Let's jump to the combat screen, actually. And Oh, God. We can use it for positioning. It's not just for combat. When I say pincer, I don't mean an aggressive manner. But I'm, not, in like, <laughs> I, I'm just making this easier for you guys to kind of formulate your plans. I'm not saying anything has to happen yet. You've done nothing except ram a drone into the captain to anger him yet. <laughs> I regret nothing. And frankly, the visual of a drone slapping a guy who's stuck staring in front ahead of him in the face makes me laugh. Now that we've moved over into combat for kind of sake of simplicity when it comes to this little maneuver your guys are setting up, but we're not in combat yet, but I figured it'd be useful to have something that kind of did this. Let's talk about Coriolis handles combat. So combat in Coriolis works in four ranges, basically close, short, long, or extreme. Names are pretty self-explanatory. Close is where melee attacks happen. You get certain bonuses for being point-blank range. As long as you're not kind of melee engaged, short is normal kind of distances. Long is, again, self-explanatory. It's long and extreme is... I'm going to call it sniper rifle or kind of hunting rifle range at that point. It's quite long. And despite the names, short is up to like 50 meters, if I remember correctly. It's more distance than you think. It's not just kind of like 20 feet. That's within the kind of range of close. Long is significantly longer at that point. It's up to kind of, I think, roughly 100 meters. And extreme is beyond that. All weapons in the game have a range to it, and they kind of only work up to that range. I don't think any of you have extreme range weapons, but... Again, we're not in combat yet. I just figured maybe kind of having something to help position with might be useful in this case. So, Ivam, you're kind of approaching. Ruth, you're kind of going off for a pincer move. And Abarama, what are you doing in this situation? Abarama walks straight up, not even cautiously, probably about five, ten feet from the the captain and gives him a wave and says, hello. I'm walking right up. The, like very face to face. So, yeah, if he's in like the center of the room, I would be kind of like close against a wall, like at a 90 degree angle, I guess. I don't want to stand in front of him or stand in front of the the viewport. Like a partial flank almost or something. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, because I mean, like, unless he's going to allow me the time to like get out at like a 10 o'clock or something like that. So he's not responded to anything. You've hit him with a drone. You've been talking to him from some vents. Like his body language is calm, collective, and exceedingly indifferent to the rats on his ship. I guess kind of more importantly, is anyone facing him? You all kind of came in from behind him. Is anyone capable of seeing his face yet? I figured I was able to see his face, right? I walked right up to him. All right. If the viewport or like the giant glass area is the 12 o'clock and the captain is at a center, I'm going to be at a 10. All right. If Evam is right in front of him, Abarama is standing right next to Evam. All right. Makes a lot of sense. So, Ivam, Abarama, you, when you get to your positions, realize that the captain looks in pretty good health. He's pretty normal. He's just been hit in the face with a drone, except for one thing. His eyes are black deepest parts of the blackest parts of space black holes for eyes level of black like an uncomfortable just kind of almost sucking in the light around him darkness in his eyes well, that's not normal so after seeing his eyes in all black i kind of just like waved my hand in front of him a little bit like interesting yes i suppose it is interesting to vermin like you tell me 
What do you offer? Well, what is your name? Kind of looks at you confused. I am Captain Ardul Rajtan of the Orin 2, and you are? Let's cut the shit. You're not the captain. At least you specifically. You may be in the body of the captain, but let's be honest, you're not the captain. And a smile's a little too big. Almost like he's not totally used to using human muscles. Smart rats you are, I see. You're not wrong, but you're not completely right either. I am the captain, but you are right. I'm not just the captain. Well, go on. Are you going to tell us a little more, or are we going to have to keep guessing here? You're the ones that wanted to parlay. All I'm interested in is getting off this ship and making my way back to Kua. From there, I will be on my way. The ship is yours if you offer me travel to Coriolis and beyond. If you're aiming to get to Kua, why in the world are you driving the ship into the middle of an asteroid field? I gestures wide. I'm not. This was the work of the bald-headed crew, um, engineer something. It's hard going through the captain's memories. He overrode the controls and locked me out and kind of gestures around. I'm not exactly versed in controlling vehicles of this manner. So, what do you want in Kua? Kind of shrugs. What does everyone want to go home? Yeah, I know Kua pretty well, and I have yet to see somebody with your eyes. So, why is Kua? Where in Kua is your home? Kind of looks at you. What does it matter where I come from? We were just wondering whether or not you were going to admit to... I don't know, being the jinn of the city of Ka. Kind of laughs at this a little bit. Ah, Ka. It's been so long since I heard that name. I suppose I am that jinn. Not that jinn, but it's about me, yes. They got some details wrong. Such as? There is no princess. Or I suppose there was, but she wasn't a princess princess. The story works better if it's a princess and not a scientist. This is a fairy tale passed down through ages. What what does a scientist have to do with this? Kind of looks at you. A host is a host, I suppose. And so the king is then a political leader, another scientist, the lover of said scientist. Does it really matter at this point? Head researcher, project manager... Person in charge, I didn't write the story. It's just about what happened. But that comes back to my question. I will gladly give you the ship. Gladly let you do whatever you came here to do. Take whatever you intend on taking. Do all this peacefully, so long as you take me back to Coriolis. Can I reconvene with my uh, fellow crew members here? If you must, but kind of gestures out towards the asteroids. Time is dwindling. I move away from the captain possessed guy. I'm going to ask my crew members to kind of meet with me away from him. And so once we're out of relative earshot from the guy, I whisper to the crew, you know, moving him or saying to transport him over there might not be a bad idea. We still have yet to offer our own kind of thing in exchange for parlay. Okay, no, so Captain, idea. What if we bluff and say that we have a soldat vessel, and we we offer him safety and time, because like 
why are we beating around the bush, Ruth? Why don't we just flip on the klaxon here, put the captain down, run back to engineering, make sure that it's overwritten, the ship's gonna blow up in a big old fireball, and bing, bang, boom, gin is done, mission solved. Yeah, but then we don't get paid. We need the ship. Hmm. I mean, how about we do this? We tell him we're gonna offer him passage, and then we can trap him in the Soldani. You know, you know, saying, oh, yeah, just come here. And then we get the ship. We can get rid of the gin. It's a win-win across the board. I have a feeling that our friend here is very aware of our conversation. If you do recall, he did throw a big old block of ice at us. So I don't think we're going to fool him, though. Okay, concept, wink, wink. What if we offer him, wink, wink, safe, wink, passage, Back to Coriolis, as long as they stay in their sarcophagi. Wink, wink, wink. Hopefully, we don't accidentally catch on fire during the transport. Wink. I mean, realistically, we could just jettison him back into space after we've got the ship in safe range. As long as he stays in his quote-unquote sarcophagus. I don't think that we are going to fool this man, this thing. It's either that, or as soon as we break from this little group here, we head on over and try to put a bullet in his head. Does anyone have anything that can start a fire? We've still yet to figure that out. What What can you see in this room? Start a fire? Is that what you're asking? Eat that, or you're just going to pull out a Soldani vessel that none of us knew? I don't even know how a Soldani vessel is constructed. Look, we are not in a very good position here. I mean, if you want to start a fire, just start shooting the controls in the front. Something will catch fire. Well, no, that's that's not true, especially on a bridge. I mean, the, the main way we're going to, you would start a fire in this vessel is, well, you kick on the klaxon and you blow this thing up. I mean, if we had time, we could rip apart some of the walls, get into some of the wiring, all of the nitty gritty of the ship. But the controls, those are hardened. I mean, most ships are ready for hard vacuum, firefights, and all the sort. And you can't have the most important parts of the ship just bursting into flame the moment that they take some a little bit of fire. So that's not really viable. Wait, 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 wait. I have an idea. Excuse me, Captain Rochton. And I just kind of raise my arm in like a kind of a catching position. And I summon back my little probe as it flies like straight into my hand. Sure. Captain, can you get this to short circuit? I can try. Because what if we start an electrical fire? It could work. It's just. What about, what could this thing attach itself to to start, basically, catch fire? Although we were discussing that stuff necessarily won't catch fire in the bridge. I mean, oxygen that you turn down, that we turn down, that is true. <laughs> we, mmm. <laughs> it was a very simple solution to this. You're, you want to blow the ship up? I mean, we do not get paid, but we prevent whatever this is from getting on board another ship. Or the icons forbid Coriolis Station. Yeah, I guess I will say that all of you should be very hesitant about letting this thing onto your ship, let alone onto Coriolis Station. Like, that would be some threat phrase. Idiocy of the highest order based on everything you've ever heard about Jin, potentially. Jin are bad. They are the manifestation of the terror that is space. They are literally a creature of the dark between the stars and 
letting one onto your ship, let alone into one of the most important space stations with a giant population, should be pretty unfathomable. Like, maybe the ship part, Coriolis Station, definitely not. Concept. What if we came back with a partial ship? Say that, oh no, the front half accidentally exploded in the asteroid field. Womp womp. But we at least have the back half of the ship, which is like the engineering and everything else like that, as well as mostly the cargo. We kill two birds with one stone, a.k.a. kill a djinn, and we get paid. We are not walking out of this room without a fight. He will not let us walk out of this room without a fight. Well, if we're going to start a fight, we should probably start sooner than later. We don't have a lot of time. Just just a quick moment. One moment. Abarama steps away from the group and walks around in front of the captain. All right. Have you decided on what your proposal is going to be? I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your intention when you arrive to Koi Lift Station? As I said, I wish to go home. Mm. Death seems to follow you wherever you go. Kind of shrugs at this. Sacrifices must be made, I suppose. For what? So I can return home. The ends will justify the means, so long as I can return to the jungles. Are there jungles in Kua? Yeah, Kua's famous for the Kuan, Kuan, K-U-A-N, jungles. And what, does your reign of terror continue when you arrive back in these jungles? I simply wish to return home to Ka. Abarama just looks past him to one or two. I look over at Abarama's next uh, response or action there, and then I'll move on over to the eight o'clock position, just a little bit away from the captain, so that way we have Captain Rajton surrounded-ish. All right. So the thing that is Captain Rajton kind of rises from his chair and looks at you all, kind of a slow, sweeping kind of scan of the room. Well, what will it be, Vermin? Are you going to take me to your ship? Are we going to turn this ship around? Are we off to Coriolis? Do I get to go home, or are you going to try something foolish? Well, on the terms of parlay, I believe our answer and our gift is... I'm about to drop the word foolishness. Is anyone going to jump on anything? When she says is, Abarama just says, fuck you, and draws his weapon. All right. On <laughs> watching the weapon drawn, I draw mine as well, and I'm, I'm behi- I move myself behind the, the, the captain, and I draw my weapons too. All right. So we're going to do some combat? I need some fucking combat! Pew pew, baby. Pew pew. What a mistake. I'm so ready to die. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so right. excited. Let's roll this initiative. All right, Ivam, you're up first. What do you do? Let's take a shot with the book of cricket, baby. All right, so let's go over how combat in this game works. You get three action points. You can use the action points to do a variety of abilities. Are you just doing an aim shot? Are you doing a, um, gotta leave something for you to defend with? What's the plan? So, Basically, the way it works is you can use up all your action points in one turn, and you can kind of keep one or two of them around for reactions that can be used to defend yourself or dodge out of the way. You can also use all three points to get a better chance at hitting something. What are you going with? Is each, like, for example, is using my weapon to just open fire on him, is that, like, three action points, or, like... A normal shot is just two action points. To fire an aimed shot is three, and that gives you a plus two to your attack roll. You can also do a quick shot, which hits you minus two, but only requires one action point. Melee is just two. No way to aim that, unfortunately. I'm so excited for this. Because <laughs> uh, tr- I have 
15 darkness points right now. We have a group talent. We have a group talent. Mm-hmm. So we're so dead. This 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 is so bad. Y'all, I was like, why aren't we going to the crew quarters first? I mean, like captain's orders, but like, let me just bring up this to deal with a gin key leak or wiki common real quick. I am just going to point out that Abarama's personality problem is he's reckless and takes stupid risks when it isn't necessary. And every time I've suggested something, people are just like, sure. So <laughs> they're too used to being the level headed, even keel one. <laughs> they still think of you as Florence. who's like, yeah, of course we should. That's a good decision. Florence said it. You talk like Doc Holliday. It's hard not to say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Yvonne, what are you doing first? I'm just going to take a shot, not aim, but I'm going to save one action point in case I need something for defense. All right. I rolled a limited success. All right, so you successfully hit. How much damage does your gun do? The gun does two damage, two crit, I think is what it says All on right, here. So we'll talk about the crits if we get to that. The captain has an armor of one, so we'll roll that to see if he... All right, so all two points of that do go through. Captain kind of staggers backwards, gripping at where you shot him, and kind of smiles again, a little bit unnaturally, like something's pulling at the skin and goes, oh, that was a mistake. And all right, so Ivam, you're kind of behind the captain. Ruth, you're off to kind of the captain's left. And Abarama, you are unfortunately the closest thing. Captain Rajshan looks at all of you and kind of smiles again, like and his eyes seem to go blacker and just flame erupts around you and him in the room as just kind of fire shoots out of nowhere, the kind of air around you in space. So let's fucking roll this. Well, all right. So I got some good news and I got some bad news. He has managed to hit all of you with fire. Great. Am I able to use my last action button to counteract that? You are all now on fire. That's a no. Okay. So yes, we cannot try to dodge this, I imagine. Dodging it, no. You can try and pat it out now that you are on fire, though, and that will require dexterity to pat yourself out. As you kind of like fumble about to get the fire off you, it's, you are literally on fire. Kind of as this is happening, just... Captain Russian laughs unnaturally, just kind of as though something kind of larger and much more malicious is sitting on his shoulders. He goes, we could have come to a deal, Vermin. Now you'll die on this ship with everyone else. So everyone, give me an armor check. Everyone roll your armors to see if this thing does damage to you. Can I pray to the icons on that one? I mean, you can, but... Zero for Abrama. Failure. Hey, what if I don't have armor, it looks like? Did you not have armor? My package doesn't come with armor. I told you all to buy some armor. Okay, then you're fucked. All right. So, all right. So all of you failed this. So everyone takes one point of fire damage and you all are officially on fire. So being on fire means you got to take damage every single turn from this. Five damage, potentially, to be exact. I, okay. Wait, so I take five damage off the... Not yet. Next turn. Next turn. Oh, fuck. But so I only bring that up because, Ruth, it is now your turn, and I'm going to make you roll it. Roll me 5d6s. Just because I 
absolutely fucked up and what's it called completely forgot to engage in the buy phase does not mean oh i failed that so the good news you got no sixes which means you took no damage from that you're still on fire though tight you can try and pat it out if you want though you have to do a pass dexterity check tight all right before ruth kind of does anything she looks at captain rajton and responds, yeah, well, your end of the deal is to get fucked. Remember that. And I hit my comm badge. Ada, Kolb, Kimbori, Ard, literally anyone. I need I, whoever can access the controls. I need you to vent all the oxygen out of out of the bridge. And then I will stop, drop and roll. All right. To the dexterity check. Dexterity, baby. I'm going to pray to the dancer. Come on, Elton John. Rock a man, you have failed me with two failures in a row <laughs> so i, I want to tell you about how this works because you're on fire still and you gave me more darkness points again i understand here's the thing i expected you to tell me that i was going to become more on fire <laughs> like a progressive fire sort of situation so a single darkness point for you is okay in my book at that point i understand i understand just pointing out the irony of the situation yeah. Abarama, let's see 5d6s and see if you take any fire damage. All right. None this round. You are still on fire, though. Well, holy shit, I'm on fire. I'm going to try to put myself out. It's one action point to try to... Yep. To try and pat yourself out. One limited success. All right. You have managed to pat yourself out. You've managed to kind of rub yourself down in the right way that gets the fire off you. Well, that just ain't fair. You tried to light me on fire, and all I've got is this fucking pea shooter. And I'm going to take a shot at him. All right. Do that shot. I hit for right. one limited success. But you know what? I am born under the icon of the jug, so I deal an automatic injury when I hit, regardless of whether it penetrates cover and armor. Using that icon talent. All I right. Am. So we're going to go to the crit table for this. Let's roll that crit. Let's see what you got. So I rolled a 65, which is a pierced heart. And the effect is your heart beats one final time. Very impressive. So that's a hell of a shot. It's just kind of the body of Captain Rajton falls to the floor, limp and dead. In his last breath, though, a cruel, almost guttural, horse-like laughing sound escapes into the ship around you as a meteorite slams hard right into the main viewport of the observation deck. You find yourself alone in the bridge now, but you are very close to the meteors, and the captain is now dead. Am I still on fire? Yes, but also now that you have some kind of time to focus on, you managed to pat yourself out. Okay, so that thing is not afraid of fire. We need to find a vessel. We need to find a soldati vessel, I guess. No, no, this ship is going right up. Fuck this ship. Fuck this payment. This thing is not making it back to Coriolis Station. Okay, well, Captain's dead. Jin's probably free in the ship. We got three bogeys somewhere that we have no track of. No one responded to me about venting any oxygen from the bridge. So we are... We need to get out of here and hope to, to whatever icon that that thing does not crack and we just get jettisoned out of this thing. All right, give me one moment, Captain. I need your help. We need to flip on the clacks and things, scuttle this ship. Sounds like a plan. 
So I'm gonna head over to. Well, actually, I'm still on. I'm not, I'm not on fire anymore. You're all fine by now. Yeah, you kind of. Okay, cool. Now you're in the heat of battle. You've managed to pat yourself out. Okay, cool. So, is it safe to get to the controls? Like, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna run over there, and I'm gonna basically tap into the system and and activate what what would you say they were called? The Claxtons or Claxtons? Claxtons, yeah. And go ahead and activate the Claxtons. All right. Suicide. Ramming speed into the asteroid field is the plan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, so as you are frantically typing away on the controls to kind of lock in this, or reconfirm, basically kind of really lock this one in, give me an empathy check. All right. You said empathy? Yep. I would like to pray to the icons again. Sure. Uh, I failed. All right, so as you're kind of typing away at this, you just feel that cold return, and this time it comes with a voice. A voice you recognize but you've never heard before. Captain, is that what they call you? Willing to kill another ship just to save your own skin, are you? Not much of a captain, are you? And you take two points of stress damage. That would be the mind points, right? Yep. Well, that puts me at zero, or negative one, technically. All right, so you are in breakdown mode. Wait, this hold up. The captain was the only person to have metacurgy, weren't they? Yep. Yeah. So. So. Question. Does nine lives by any chance affect mind points? Even, I mean, technically it is a critical injury. Well, what it says is no matter how bad it looks, he always seemed to come out of situations alive. When you suffer a critical injury, you get to switch the dice, turning the ten digits into ones and vice versa. This is not a critical injury. This is just okay. bottoming right. out the health gauge. Gotcha. Well, you, well, wait, hit points or the mind points? Mind points. They're both health cages. Okay, gotcha. Then yes. <laughs> I'm hearing things now. So do I see, like, the captain freeze? Yeah. Yvonne, what does this look like? So as the voices have started going off in my head and they got louder and louder, I start yelling frantically, obviously to no one because I'm literally just staring at the screen, Get out of my head! Get out of my head! Get out of my head! And then I just start to kind of shake. And I stop typing. And I'm just staring at the screen. Well, that's not good. Ruth, grab him. I'll take care of this. Shit. All right. Cap, sorry. You're going for a lift. And I will pick up the captain and attempt to fireman carry him over to the elevator. Yeah. So instead of, like, programming this... Can I have Abarama sit down in the pilot seat and and just pilot this thing? I mean, it's already on a collision course. Like, it's not going to change. Like, it was already on a course to crash. Can I speed it up? Oh, yeah. You can definitely kind of increase the throttle if you want. Yeah. I want to get it so going so fast that even if they tried to burn in the other direction, they would not be able to Perfect. stop. Yeah. The... No, totally something yeah. you can do. I will say that gives you less time to escape, potentially, but... I'm... That's why I'm doing it and waiting for them to, to get out. All right, so you going down with the ship, or are you just kind of putting it into full gear and hightailing it? Abarama's putting it into full gear, and then the moment he think, like he is sure that they would not be able to stop this thing from hitting the collision course is when he's going to get up and make his run for the airlock. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's quite doable. So, yeah, can I put this thing in full gear? You feel the ship kind of lurch for the last little bits of power that left in the ship as it kind of increases its path towards oblivion and you both just hightail it out of the room yep all right yeah 
the idea that Abarama has is just space jump from this airlock to our ship. The airlock okay. in the front. That's definitely a thing you can try and do. All right, so you're, you're, the plan is to go towards the airlocks that were locked previously on the front to try and jump back to your ship. Yeah. All right. Sounds crazy. I'm all for it. Hey, Ruth, do you have um, anything that you can use in zero G? <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. All right, listen here, Ruth. This is the only chance we have. I'm so sorry, but this is going to hurt like hell and you might die. When we get out there, you just breathe out. Do not try to take a breath in. Don't try to hold your breath. I'm going to try to take you and the captain back to the ship. No guarantees, though, all right? I literally have no choice. Don't fuck this up for me. All right, don't. Don't worry about it, all right? Listen here, Ruth. You're going to be okay. Remember, exhale. Do not hold any oxygen in your lungs. And you are just going to have to hold on. And I, I know that you can do this. The icons are watching out for you. And I'm going to bless Ruth on whatever role she's going to have to make for this bullshit. I am all for this. I don't know if the captain is capable of not, like, freaking out or anything else like that. But the moment that the airlock undoes itself, I'm going to gut punch the captain to force him to exhale. Well, the captain has exo armor, doesn't he? Yeah, I do. Oh, cool. So, like, he's good. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll be able to breathe. I'm just completely mind-broken is my problem. Yeah. Floating around in space, not so bad. So you leave the bridge and enter into the crew quarters, and at the opposite end, you see the two guards notice you. Do you just try and run towards the airlocks? Do you try and do something here? What's the plan? Straight to the airlock. All right. Let us see... Some dexterity to see just how fast you book it out of this room. I'm currently having no successes. Limited success uh, with two, baby. I'm going to pray to the dancer. All right. I still have no success. I'm going to also pray to the dancer because I'm going to hope for an extra three sixes. Okay, critical success. Can I assist Abarama in any way? Oh, yeah, so you can transfer that over, but let's see how well the guards do. Yeah, you make it through there just fine. They were not ready. Yeah, I, I mean, they're kind of weird, semi-dead palace guard people. It makes a certain amount of sense. They weren't prepared for this circumstance. Like, the ship is making horrible sounds. More and more meteorites are crashing into the hull. It's just, this is going to hell in a handbasket in an expediated manner. So, you're at the airlocks, start trying to pop them open, and we're going to do a space jump? Doing a space jump. Abarama, do you remember which way the the ship is supposed to be? Of course I do. Gotcha. Listen, I'm going to take care of you as best as I can. You do not need to worry about anything other than staying conscious and alive. No breath in your lungs or those things are going to pop like a balloon at a birthday party. Ruth is going to sidle up to the back wall facing the ship, getting ready to push off towards the ship to give herself some momentum. With the airlock. Wycons above, please hear me now. We have expelled a gin in your name, and I sure as hell hope you're looking out for us now. We would like to live another day to tell this tale. Please, let us make it. Please look out for Ruth. Traveler, I walk amongst the stars. Guide me home. All right, so I need to see a dexterity at minus one from both of you as you make your jump. This is zero G, though, so if you have anything that modifies that, you do get to add it to this. I did give you a plus three for this as well. Boy. 
Thank you for your blessing. Nothing for me, but I'm going to go again. I'm going to pray to the dancer. I will also pray to the dancer because out of my eight die, none were hits. And I'm going to ask for my little prayer there. Can I add a plus one or do you, was that not good enough? Give you a plus one. I'll give, yeah. All right. All right. It was not meant to be. I have a limited success with that push roll. Zero for me. All right. So, Abarama, your jump is not good. Thankfully, you have some exo armor, though, and that won't hit the negatives on this. You make it about a third of the way there, and the ship is rushing towards you. So, Ruth, give me a force check. Force, baby. Limited success of one. All right. So, you kind of managed to hold it together. Everyone, give me another dexterity check. Oh, still nothing for me. I'm going to push it again. Question. That blessing was only for the one roll, correct? Yep. Limited success for me. Limited success for me as well. Uh, with one. All right. So you're getting there. Give me another force check, Ruth. We got a limited success of one. Ruth is trooping on her bloodshot eyes and near boiling blood. Oh, yeah. In her through. She looks like absolute hell. But there's a reason why she is the guardswoman. All right, so, Ruth, this will be the last one you need to get there. You'll have to do two more. Abarama, everyone give me a dexterity check. We're a minus one, right? Yep. Critical success with three. Limited success with two. Courtesy of the critical success, and you're almost all the way there. You both managed to kind of make it to the ship. You collide, unfortunately, with the outside of your ship. All right, Ruth, give me a force. Limited success of two. And both of you give me one last dexterity as you try and, like, find something to grab onto on the outside hull of your ship and drag yourself towards an entry port of some kind. Can I just click on my mag boots to uh, land? Yes, you can. I got a limited success of one with that dex roll. Would the mag boots give me any bonus to clicking on here? I'll give you a plus two. Critical success of three. So you both kind of managed to scramble just haphazardly across the hole, finding an airlock and dragging yourself in. Ruth, you are feeling every blood vessel in your body, both happy to have air again and just explode a little bit as it regains oxygen. Mr. Kambori kind of comes around the corner, looks at you very confused. What's going on? We seem to have picked up speed. Are we about to crash? Everyone get into their crash couches now. Any of our extra guests need to strap in. We're about to burn and turn, turn and burn as fast as we can. We gotta go. All right, so now you are now exceedingly close to the meteorite field. Small rocks are now pelting off your ship pretty constantly. The slow drum of an angry solar system just kind of slowly taps on the exterior of your ship. Give me a piloting check to see if you manage to make it out of this. You're at minus two. Oh, cyst. With the in the gunner position uh, with a piloting check as well to try to clear. You have piloting? I do have a single point in piloting. You can assist then. Oh, yes. Sitting on a limited success of one. You managed to get out of there at the exact nick of time. You see a large meteorite just cleave the ship in half, sending debris and ice and rock just in every direction possible. Several small chunks hit your ship and send it spinning. Thankfully, free of the eye but you've taken some damage your ship will take a little bit of time to get back and up and running behind you you just see the orin erupt into a ship shattering explosion as ice rock and ship just implode as the ship goes out with just a it's space you can't hear 
the visual is so bright and violent, it just it makes a sound in your head. It's an imagined one, but as it's starting to kind of float apart, you could swear you hear that same guttural voice just laughing. Obviously, you can't because it's not on the ship, but you feel as though you managed to survive something truly, truly wrong. Mr. Kembori looks at you and goes, well, we were not capable of saving the ship, so what was it like? What was it like meeting the Jin?" Mr. Kambori, you're still going to pay us for our our position here, what we did for you. We'll work something out. we get back to Coriolis. But what, what was it like? It was the Jin of legend. At least he says he was. No princess, but a scientist. You know anything about that? Kind of shrugs at this. History has a way of overriding facts for fiction. Well, you have your fact. You have a piece of information. We have done our duty in terms of harvesting what we can from the ship. Now, if excuse me, I am heading to the sick bay because I am bleeding out of every pore in my body. Uh, you probably have a certain amount of radiation poisoning. You probably want to stay laying down till we get back to Coriolis Station. Yvonne, you've kind of, maybe it's the space jump, maybe it's the explosion, maybe it's being off the ship ever regained some composure by now. What are your thoughts in this moment? As I kind of come to... I'm still, like, super paranoid because I'm still expecting the voices to say some more things, so I'm shifty and sweaty and just, like, scared. So, yeah, I'm still not completely, like, at least I'd say stable? For lack of a better phrase, yeah, I've kind of come to, but as far as, like, consciously stable, no. I'm still very much paranoid about what happened and all of a sudden having that intrude my head. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Well, for now, you all are safe, so you all kind of seem to go about your separate ways. I'm assuming, Abrahama, you set a path back to Coriolis. Ruth, you go to lie down, and Yvonne, you probably go to collect yourself some. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely also going to go lie down. Like, sure. Yeah. When everybody's lied down and, and, and bunked down, which of, did any of the crew from the wrecked ship, the one that we sent into the eye, did they make it to our ship? Yeah, I'll say that Kolb and Ada did. Well, everybody's resting in Abrahama's supposed to be finishing up his duties uh, after like navigation is set ever and everything he's going to walk around the ship and he's going to see the saffron feels the same but feels any different if you know what i mean i do so and on that kind of as you all find yourself alone for the first time since coming back on the ship you're not sure if you feel it or not but you all are overcome with just a split second of cold at the base of your spine it's probably nothing the djinn didn't make it off the ship as far as you know. It's not in any of you, but we're going to kind of zoom out now as the Saffron makes its way away from the Eye of Anubar back towards Coriolis Station. And that's where this tale ends. Charlie, as the camera pans out after everybody has bunked down after that, that cool chill, the camera sees that the Saffron slowly turns towards the Eye. Great. Wait, what? What? Don't worry about it. You'll be asleep when it happens. Mm -hmm.